We've all seen the incredible horse and rider combinations as the backbone of our sport. But what about everything else that makes the equestrian world tick? From the everyday grind to the world-class professional, join the Equestrian Podcast as we talk about every equestrian discipline in a way that hasn't been done before. Now here's your host, rider, trainer, and influencer behind my equestrian style, Bethany Lee. Hey friends, and welcome back to the Equestrian Podcast. I'm your host, Bethany Lee, and this is episode 315. Our guest today is a 26-year-old German Grand Prix dressage rider that is currently ranked 39th in the FEI World Rankings. She has had a very successful season in Wellington at the Adequan Global Dressage Festival this year, consistently finding herself at the top of the classes, including being a part of the winning Nations Cup team for Germany. She ended Global Dressage Festival on a super high note with a fourth place finish in her very first five-star Grand Prix. So without further ado, please welcome our guest today, Anna Christina Oblin. Hi, Anna. Hi. Thank you so much for coming on. Of course, it's a pleasure. I know you've had a busy Wellington season. Um, congratulations on all your success, but I wanted to take it to the beginning. Tell me a little bit about how you first got started in the equestrian industry. This is an easy one because my mom is also an absolute horse fanatic mm. and she took me right when I screamed <laughs> first uh, to the horses Aww. and ever since uh, yeah I went to the stall with her and I totally fall in love with horses so it was uh, not a big question that I also wanted to ride. Definitely. Um, did you stay within the same discipline or what, what did you do when you first started riding? I started with dressage. I made a really really short excourse to the jumping but okay. it wasn't anyhow successful so I directly went back to the dressage. Love it. Um, you've had a very successful career as a junior winning the 2014 European Junior Rider Championship so tell me a little bit about what you feel like it takes to be able to perform at that kind of level at such a young age. Yeah it, that's a really cool question because I love to answer that it was such a great time learning how to write the tests really from scratch. Also my pony time, like the U16 age, it really helped me to write through a test from point A to point B and really focus on the small things. Mm. And I'm so happy that my mom allowed me or like I was able to write it because um, I learned a lot from that time and yeah. Also, the, the spirit, like in the young age, having the chance to ride on like championships, it's incredible. Definitely. I um, being a hunter jumper trainer, I find dressage being so important. And I feel like I'm always in awe of dressage riders because something that I feel like our discipline in the hunter jumper world sometimes needs a bit more of is that attention mm -hmm. to detail and in, in all yeah, things and in, in the flat work and in and for us you know any point on our track when we're not jumping a jump like just everything in between and um, I also feel like you develop and especially with starting dressage at a young age you develop such a great feel of knowing where your True. horse's body is underneath yeah. you and I think that that's like so so invaluable to have that's totally true. And you really learn that it's 
so important to have a good connection to your horse and a trust base. And I think you get it just in a daily flat work and you develop it over time. It's not something that is there right from scratch. Mm -hmm. You need to develop it by time. And also there the dressage work helps a lot. Definitely. Um, eventually you decided to go pro and start your own business. Why did you decide that that is what you wanted to do? Um, did you kind of always have dreams of becoming mm -hmm. a professional in the industry? What was that like for you? No, I also studied on a university. Uh, I did my bachelor's and my master's and it was always like, okay, I'm writing part-time professional, but I also focus on an um, yeah, school thing on my education mm -hmm. to have a second option to do. But after I finished with my master, I was totally that I want to write. Uh, there was no other option for me. And I tried it and it went quite successful. So I said, why not doing wow. it? I'm young. And yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah. Um, you now ride for Hofkastelman as a you know, an international yes. breeding and training barn. How did you decide that you wanted to go work for um, an already, you know, super established business? I felt that at my young age, I'm, I would be better if I have a strong support from the background, from professionals. I tried first to be self-employed, but it was, to be honest, huge responsibilities mm -hmm. to take care of. And I, they really have my back and, give me advice in every situation I'm asking for and that really yeah gives me is a better feeling to focus on my writing getting better and that's mm -hmm. why I said I want to have yeah there's professionals surrounding around me definitely yeah I think that um that's such an interesting part of a young professional's you know life and career is kind of deciding when you want to take the leap of faith of going off on your own, if you True. want to even take that leap, um, what that looks like. And I think for some people, it is a good fit and other people, you know, they, they find that they thrive in other environments and yeah, you really yeah. hit the nail on the head with the, you know, the responsibility factor. I think that's one True. of the biggest transitions from junior or amateur to professional is that maybe a lot of people you don't really realize or understand until you oh, personally really, yeah. are in it that you're like wow there's so much that's so true yeah you've had a really successful season in Wellington with a few personal bests and <laughs> you know yeah and and amazing accomplishments for your career what what has been some highlights of your 2023 season so far uh, so first I have to say that it was planned in the beginning that I only stay until end of January and as it <laughs> and here went, you are <laughs> yeah and here I am uh, and as it went so good my chef said uh, so Castleman said that I can stay longer because there would be a chance to ride the Nations Cup and from there on I was like okay I want to ride the Nations Cup it's such a cool thing in a young age to be part of a Nations mm -hmm. Cup team so that was definitely a highlight, um, participating and also winning it then. And also I wrote, I made a new freestyle in the winter season at home and I took it with me here and I tried it then in the Nations Cup freestyle on the Sunday and I directly came up with a score from 77%, which is, of course, the personal best. So that was insane. This whole mm. week was really nice. 
So cool. That's amazing. I mean, so to go from, you know, end of January to then, you know, having, having nation's cup goals, what did that look like in between? What are the things that you had to do and focus on to get to that point? Um, Small things like my horse is a really big mover. He has all the nice gates, but um, I really needed to focus on collection, working on the finesse, like the PF, mm-hmm. really sitting on the spot, working on the canter pirates that they get that develop better. It was not like keeping him sound or something. It was really that I can focus here on the small things. Sometimes you have in between shows that you just yeah, keep the horses going and that they are supple and stuff. But uh, for me, I had the ability to really focus on training, on the small details, which I want to develop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, I would love to know more about your training program. What does a typical week look like for you? If the show is on the weekend, then Sam has usually Monday and Tuesday just easy days. Then I ride two days training. And if he's like in a good, like it was good and I feel that he can have a day off then he have after two days I do one day of light work and then again two days work or for example show then so I just basically do it how he feels Mm -hmm. definitely Um, and then what do those training days look like how much time are you you know like working on you know, let's say like your freestyle, for example, like, are you doing a lot of work from start to finish? Are you just working on, you know, certain movements? Are you spending time outside of the arena? What does that kind of look like? Oh, yeah, I, <laughs> I usually start walking in the arena, like 20 minutes walk, then I warm up and then the basic working time is just approximately 15 minutes mm-hmm. working on different exercises not all in one day but for example on Tuesday we do half passes in trot and canter and on Wednesday we focus on piaf and canter periods like the collected work for example Uh, the next day would be then the entrance and canter halt uh, or the rain bag for example and after the training I always go for walking yeah outside the arena having a small hack here and there on the grass. What would be a disadvantage to, let's say, every time you are working in the arena, you're doing your freestyle from start to finish? Mm, I think my horse would get bored by that. Mm-hmm. I, I love to have it like have a variety in my training, that he has fun to do it, and this, that he is not expecting what comes next, that he's always focusing, what should I do now? And not Mm -hmm. already knowing, yeah, what's happening next. You don't have to be in the horse world for very long to understand that safety is such a big part of our sport. Ride Equisafe offers the broadest selection of safety equipment in North America. Their broad selection really means that they can be a brand diagnostic and really focus on what's best or most appropriate for each individual rider. They don't push certain brands on people. They really do take a look at the individual rider to find which pieces would be the best. 
If there's a piece of safety equipment that they don't carry, there's usually a very specific reason why. Ride Equisafe is the only company in North America whose primary business priority is keeping riders safe in the saddle. They also offer a selection of boutique equestrian apparel to ensure you're not just safe, but you're also stylish in the saddle. So to get more information, visit their website at rideequisafe.com. That's ride, E-Q-U-I-S-A-F-E dot com. Yeah, I think that's something that makes dressage so unique is you don't, you know, there's there's that like really fine line of anticipation and that mm-hmm. that can be, you know, like a little bit of a detriment to your overall score if there is that, um, like if they, they're kind of like knowing what's coming and maybe like rush True. the next movement. Um, yeah, so that I, I just find that really interesting. Um, the season has been, you know, wrapping up for you and you finished with a very impressive fourth place finish in your first five yeah. star. <laughs> Tell me about so the true. class. Like what happened? What were you kind of thinking about going into it? And then tell me about, you know, how everything went. Yeah, I was so happy that I was able also to ride the five star next to the Nations Cup. That was like also a huge goal in my life or my career once riding a five star show. And now everything comes so fast. But as soon as I entered the ring, I was like, I just want to have fun, enjoy it. And then, of course, giving my very best personally that I can tell afterwards I gave my best today and the best for me is always enough. So whatever it comes out, like in the end, what what score, I just want to be happy with how we performed. And in the Grand Prix, it totally went good for us. I was so happy with our test. And uh, even with the score, it was nice. Again, scoring 70. And yeah, then in the freestyle, there were tiny mistakes. Of course, I was a bit like, oh, this could have also been the second or the third place placing for me. But I mean, I'm 26. It was my first five-star show. Mm-hmm. Um, I dev- have my horse. He's sound. We are here in Wellington and I just enjoyed it. So it was a perfect venue for me. Very cool. Uh, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the year? What are some of your goals for 2023? Of course, that we stay healthy, like Uh, my horse is sound and everything but besides that I want to get to know the the senior tour uh, name it like this that I can ride nice shows for example we have horses and dreams at our own uh, barn in Hagen and um, maybe some nice Nations Cup stations as well there's one nice in Compiègne in France or yeah in the summer season but just seeing what comes. I liked it a lot that this spontaneous as it went here in Wellington. Yeah, you just should have stayed until end of January, but then there was the Nations Cup and then there was the opportunity for the five stars. So I just take it as it comes. (laughs) Definitely. That's, I mean, I think that that's a great goal. And I think, um, you know, you keep saying, you know, with your age and like that everything was happening (laughs) so fast. Like, I I think it's great to like, keep that in perspective that it's like all of these 
opportunities have been, you know, so amazing and it's been great that you've been able to do them, but there's also that degree of, you know, the, the beauty of the sport is that we can be a yeah. part of it for so many years to come. And so yeah, really taking that into perspective and making sure that you're not rushing into anything and that your true. horses are staying healthy. And I think that that's, you know, such an important perspective to have because it is, yes. I mean, you can be a part of the sport for, for decades still. Yeah, true. And I don't want to take anything for granted. It's mm. everything. So I'm so thankful for everything what's happening. And I think that's the best, uh, mindset you can have in this sports just definitely living in the today's world see what's happening in the future always trying to be in the best way of of like performing being sound being fit being mentally happy and then everything comes how it should come i think <laughs> i think okay well it's interesting because all of those things sound great and they, they're easy to say, how do you do that? Like, I think that that's a, a hard part in the industry is to not, oh, yeah. um, you know, get jaded or think of, you know, things negatively or focus on, you know, all the little tiny mistakes that have been made in the past, um, you know, in your tests or whatnot. So what, what, how do you kind of, and I'm sure it's still thing, still like a mindset that you have to, you know, choose to have and, and kind of like push oh, yes, negative definitely. thoughts away. Yeah. So, and that it's totally normal. So how do you try to keep that, that mindset, um, that seems to be working, you know, so well for you in your career? <laughs> always thinking of where I come from like mm. uh, like where no where I started and where I'm now and this makes me incredibly proud of myself yeah. this keeps me really up and sometimes of course I'm not super motivated or I'm also hard to myself like judging why did I do this there and mm. uh, there was also a mistake on my side but in the end of the day I'm always thinking like it doesn't make it better when I'm like in a bad mood it just it's okay to be in a bad mood but I need to see where I started where I'm now and always see that I want to develop and that I want to get better and as long as I'm thinking about that I'm in a positive way I think. Mm -hmm. What would you say is something that you are passionate about in the industry that you feel like people either don't talk a lot about or don't know enough about? I think you can have tons of money, but it won't make you a really good rider. The really good riders are the ones hardworking and really try to bond with their horses daily, like work with their horses daily. And sometimes it's hard, but it really shows me like, at some point, the work you put into the sport or into the combination, the relationship to your horse, you get something out of this. I don't know. It doesn't have to be tomorrow. But in mm -hmm. the long run, you always win when you like put that much effort in something. And this is a unique feature because we are working with animals like the horses. And of course, you can buy expensive golf clubs for example or a tennis club or whatever but a horse is living it has emotions it has feelings and you really need to yeah bond with the horse and this there I'm passionate about I'm I would say I'm really hardworking. of course I also I'm in a lucky lucky position that my mom can afford me the sport but I'm also yeah as I said hardworking to 
get my goals. And this is unique about our sport. It doesn't matter if it's dressage or show jumping or hunter or equitation or whatever. But yeah, that I would love to spread because it's so important to have a good bond to your horse and right. work hard. Yeah, definitely. And it's like the, the accessibility of the sport and the, and the finances that are, you know, behind it are significant and there's no denying that, but it'll only take you so totally. far and yes. without the hard work and the consistency and the relationship with the animal. True. You can, yeah. You can only make it so far. So I think that that's a really good point and something that hmm. um, should definitely be continued to talk about and celebrated as, you know, being such a, a unique sport and, and having more of an emphasis on that part as well. Yeah, true. <laughs> Well, Anna, thank you so much for taking the time to come on and give me a little overview of, you know, where you came from and what you've been working on. I think your your journey has been so impressive and exciting <laughs> to watch, and I wish thank you all you. the best. Thanks. You too. <laughs> Love to talk to you. All right. That is all I have for you today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you liked what you heard, please take a minute and write a review on iTunes. I would so appreciate it. It helps people like you find the podcast and it helps me get some killer guests. Thank you so much. And I will talk to you next week.